Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Outdoor Connection Coordinator Bobby Jones. And of course, we have our co-host Aaron Keller here. Bobby, welcome back. We had you on not that long ago in April, um, where you talked about our Nevada Youth License Fund. And here we are, and you have a lot to update us on. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, essentially we did it, and now we're going to talk about what worked, what it looked like, and thank a bunch of people. Yeah, because sure. I think last time we hadn't even opened it up yet, so we didn't know what type of donations we were going to see. Or if we did, we had just opened it up. So now we have a lot more information, and we know how it works. So where do we begin? I think where I would start is by thanking everyone that has supported the program, um, a lot of people who applied for tags in the big game draw, um, when they went to check out, they donated the program. And then we also had a handful of groups um, reach out. We didn't do a, to- a ton of formal outreach and engagement in terms of uh, reaching out to conservation partners and asking um, for support. But I just wanted to touch on, and actually I think one of these donations came via listening to the first podcast, but um, MBU Midas, Gordon Darby, uh, Chucker Chasers and Carson Valley Chucker Club are a handful of the groups that sent us checks. And depending on when this airs, there could be others. But I wanted to thank them specifically. And then I also wanted to point out we had 1,973 people um, that also donated, and oh. most of those hunters and anglers. So um, we were able to raise almost $50,000. And uh, for not doing a big formal outreach and a brand new program that supports kids getting outside I think it's a pretty good deal yeah and before we had no idea which way it was gonna go and here we are and it seems like it was a success for people who didn't listen to the first podcast could you just sum up really fast what were what the youth license fund is yeah so we created a donation account for people to um, donate money towards youth combination licenses so it is essentially just built to cover the cost of uh kids licenses and then we'll issue those out so we're, we're not changing any of our license structure there's only one license for kids whether you're a resident or non-resident it's $15 and um, when you get it it's a fishing license and if you complete your hunter education it becomes a hunting license and that's good for um, kids ages 12 to 17 um, and that's that's essentially what happened and we're kind of jumping on because um, we took all of that money and issued all those licenses and now there's a lot more kids out there so how, so, so oh. for about, what was it, two months, we took in donations, and that was just through, like, the purchasing process, basically. Yep. And then we, we didn't really know where it was going to go as far as how, much, how many donations we were going to get, how many we were going to be able to give out, and I think it was pretty successful. Because you said how many donations? Um, we were able to uh, raise about um, almost $50,000 in the account. Wow. And almost 2,000 people donated individually. Oh, my gosh. That's impressive. And yeah, it just goes to show how supportive hunters and anglers and sportsmen are to getting youth into 
this type of activity. Yeah, and I, I just like to point out, I mean, um, I think when I was a kid and, you know, generations before me, there was a lot less competition for your time. Like now it's, we're talking tablets and internet and TikTok and TV. And I mean, you name it, even if you live in a rural community, um, you kind of have all these polls. And I, I know we saw it during COVID that essentially people had a lot more free time. And, you know, some of these outdoor activities were what was left. But what's mm -hmm. cool about this program is we're able to reach out and engage people and say like, hey, like it's almost a little incentive to get out there. And uh, whether you're a parent or you're a kid, it just makes it a little bit easier um, with the cost of the license um, not being a barrier. But I do feel like we should get into a tiny little bit of the numbers because essentially we're jumping on here at the point when we, um, I wanna say it was July 14th uh, we, we opened the account, or we started issuing the licenses on June 8th and closed on July 14th because we almost ran out of money and we can't give out licenses without uh, money to cover the cost. Yeah. So, Right. I think one point before we go into those numbers is that with the youth combination license, it's a, a full year license. So we're giving them the annual, not giving them, but they get the annual license. So if they want to come out and enjoy like, free fishing day or something like that, then they can they can use it for the whole year. And we're not even to the best part of fishing yet. I mean, fall fishing this year is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I, it's uh, it's exciting when we when we first started doing this and talking to a lot of people, our, our big kind of kickoff was free fishing day. And what shocked me was, I mean, we live in this, so we're way in the weeds in it all the time. But most of the families and the parents and the kids that I talked to at Sparks Marina for free fishing day, they didn't know that kids who were under 12 could fish for free every day. It's just not, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, they all came out for free fishing day, like, oh, it's self-explanatory, it's free today. Um, but just kind of sharing some of that information and just, you know, the, the people who just don't get out that much. Right. And then I thought it was interesting even before that, when you were talking to groups and reaching out to people to let them know about the program that you said, Hey, we're going to launch this on free fishing day. And they didn't even know there was a free fishing day. Yeah. So we're making huge strides in just getting the word out about fishing in Nevada, but then also that we have these opportunities that are free. Yeah. So I think this is the next step in making that easier and kind of taking down that barrier, even if it is um, a low cost um, to get a license, but Anything we can do to make it easier, I think, is a good step. Yeah, and it's definitely an excuse for us to get fishing on someone's radar that it might not be otherwise. Exactly. Um, free Fishing Day is a perfect event to try and do that, and then this is kind of a secondary thing that is uh, trying to make it Free Fishing Day every day for kids. Because then anybody that's no, uh, learned how to fish, you don't learn how to fish in one day. So it takes you a couple times mm -hmm. to get better at it and to learn and... So we're, we're definitely um, looking forward to teaching these kids more about fishing as, as the year goes on. But yep. um, like you said, Bobby, the, we launched on June 8th, mm -hmm. and we just had to close it June four, or July 14th and maybe start with a couple numbers, how many did we issue, and some of those, those cool facts. That's what I was curious because you said the donation number. So what did that add up to? Yeah, so we ended up issuing over those uh, 36 days, 
2,946 uh, youth combination licenses, which just to give um, people some perspective, um, that last year, I think we issued about 12,800 for the entire year. And this year, um, we were essentially a little behind and other states have saw the same thing is that uh, most of the people who came to things like hunting and fishing during the pandemic have since left. So um, before we had launched, we were um, at a negative growth rate, about three and a half percent. And since issuing all of those uh, licenses, we're kind of projecting uh, to be up on the youth combinations about 12 and a half percent. So about a 15, 16 percent change, which is going from positive to negative is yeah. the really big deal. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, that's a chunk. Mm hmm. That is. Because a couple percent swing, just going from negative to positive is the kind of stuff I want to see. Just because you don't want, um, I'd, I'd rather the, you know, the tablets and the TikToks of the world lose. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pro outside. <laughs> so almost 3,000 licenses. Yep, almost 3,000. And then the, the coolest part, and we'll, we'll put Ashley on the spot just for fun, is um, what percentage of those kids do you think had never had a license before? 70%. 71%. Oh my God. So it I went up just a smidgen, but that's a good guess. <laughs> I no. was not looking at the notes, however, a few weeks ago. I didn't know where we were at. So that helped. But me. it is cool. But things have changed. Yeah. That even went up. That's since our, I last knew. that's our, like, I would say the claim to fame for the program is. Seven out of 10 kids who've got a license had never had one before. So and definitely reach in new kids. That's part of the goal right there. So 100%. that is exciting. And then when we did this, we didn't hold it to resident, non-resident. It didn't matter to us, right? We were just, because in Nevada, we know that we have not a transient population, but there are a lot of people moving to Nevada. So we, in Nevada, you have to be six months living in Nevada to be a resident. So we didn't want to limit that um what were some other things that like some other facts that you had seen oh a couple things one on the non-resident uh, just real fast about one in ten kids taking advantage of the program were non-resident youth and uh, i also want to point out there were actually quite a few non-residents who were supportive of the youth license fund as well which is cool um, that is just that uh you oh, know even actual donors exactly yeah we're, yeah what was the number no so i didn't get the percentage oh. on that of the donors but of the kids who took advantage about 10 percent. and yeah. you were you were mentioning you know we have a lot of people moving into the state about one in eight of the non-resident kids they actually have a nevada address so they either just moved here or uh, maybe their parents are divorced and they're here for the summer and they wanted to go fishing or, or something to that effect so yeah. uh, there are definitely people who spend time in nevada a hundred percent yeah it, and did you say that, so I know you don't have the percentage, but some of the donors were non-resident? Quite a few. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it is cool. That and I just, care. I know when we were trying to put the program together, um, that was one of the discussion points is, is this for residents? And I'm really happy that we made it for everybody because the idea is that, you know, we're, we're just trying to open the door wider. Um, um, kids going fishing here in Nevada is, is yeah, good no matter really, where you're from. We don't really care where you're from. We would just like you to go. Yeah. And then in some of these situations, it sounds like they could be in, you know, they could, like you said, they're not here in Nevada full time, but they're clearly probably spending a lot of time here. So that just opens the door for them, making it easier. 
Um, cause some of them might not have bought a fishing license otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the only other thing I'd point out, um, in terms of, um, digging into the numbers is about 30%, um, of the youth or the kids taking advantage were girls. So a pretty good chunk. That's good too. Yeah. So. We know that there's more and more girls getting into fishing and hunting and so. Yeah, it's, it's probably the, if you looked at demographics, the, one of the fastest growing sectors is um, um, girls and women and fishing, hunting, recreational shooting, all of those right, activities. Right, we talked about that in a couple podcasts recently about the number of girls or females getting into conservation in general. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that those numbers are going up in, in kind of all parts of it. Yeah, and it's not a, I mean... It's for a lot of people. I grew up fishing. That was the first love. I mean, that's the only reason I'm here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's uh, and people come from all different walks to get here, but um, that was definitely a impactful. Me being a kid, fishing rod on the front of my bike, riding down to the river, fishing for the day, you know, riding home. Yeah. That was a very typical summer day. Sounds like a good summer day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm wrapping it up because we are going to go right to break, but we still have a lot to get into. We will be right back. You are listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, our Outdoor Connection Coordinator, Bobby Jones, is giving us an update on our successful Youth License Fund program. Um, And before the break, you were telling us, all these different numbers of how how it really has seemed to do the job. It did what we were planning. Is there any other numbers that you want to share with us before we move on from that? Yeah, two things came to mind. Uh, I just want to reiterate how exciting it is to go from, hey, we're losing kids in hunting and fishing to we have more kids getting licenses this year than last year. And that's kind of the difference that some of this has made. And that the 71% number of uh, the, you know, the kids that are getting these licenses have never had one before. Um, reaching a new audience or new groups is super cool. I think um, a piece of that might be the groups we reached out to to share it and just in how it was shared and how it's kind of a, an olive branch and um, just something really cool to do for kids. So, I'd... Yeah, it was definitely interesting to watch that number grow. As the licenses were issued, the number of kids or youth that were not had never purchased a license kept going up and every day or every couple days Bobby and I would look at each other like hey did you see that it jumped two percent or and then to end at 71 percent is I mean that's pretty exciting and pretty encouraging that to know that there's still that that group of kids that want to go fishing or want to get outside and do what we do mm-hmm. pretty exciting and who were some of the groups that you shared it with that you think maybe contributed to that? Yeah, so that's what's funny is uh, we tried to come up with a lot of different groups, some that we work with regularly, some that we don't. 
um, because we wanted to, you know, reach new kids, quote unquote. Um, but we tried to reach out to all the boys and girls club chapters, which I found out there's 74 in the state of Nevada. Um, big brothers, big sister groups, other nonprofits, partner agencies, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, any kind of group that helps to engage people in the outdoors, get outdoors Nevada, um, Girls on the Run. Um, and, and there was a lot of these groups that, uh, you know, they definitely may be aware of us, but we're not reaching out to directly for certain things. But this kind of gave us something to reach out. I, I think I forgot to mention it, but we tried to ping all the public libraries in the state or as many oh, as yeah, that we could, that's... as well as the school libraries. But um, we were just a second um, behind um, schools were getting out kind of at the, the mm-hmm. same time we were launching. But yeah, just oh, and um, city and county uh, parks and rec departments. We tried to reach out to many of those. Um, and, you know, it just, uh, you, you don't get to see where all of that goes, but just having that opportunity to reach out was really good. Yeah, one thing when we were brainstorming, where should we send this to? We were being a pilot program in the first year. We didn't know how fast the licenses would go. or And so I think very thoughtful kind of rollout of where they went which days got sent with certain information and which groups were kind of bundled together was was key to uh, to kind of growing that new youth number. Yeah, and the, to your point about not knowing what was going to happen, at points in the process I was terrified they were going to all go in one day. And then in points <laughs> in the process I was terrified they weren't going to go. And it was just you're playing kind of worst-case scenarios out in your mind where – you definitely want to share it broadly and you want people to take advantage of it, but it was all brand new and everyone can say like, well, it's probably going to do this, but if you've never done it and no one else has, you're, you're kind of flying blind a little bit. Right, we're yeah. looking at giving out 3000 licenses and there's over 2 million people in, in Clark County. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, a little number to compare to a big number. We just didn't know. How. And I can't help but laugh because it was funny watching Bobby pace the hallways, um, yeah. trying to think of places to send it, staring at the numbers, analyzing them day in and day out. But it was good. I think we all knew it was going to work out good, the rest of us, but Bobby was stressing. <laughs> yeah, it's out of control, uh, watching the numbers, hoping everything works. Um, you know, and, th- and there was just, it was exciting to know that we had gotten it to this point and got it out there. Um, but that was more of the fun part and, you know, trying to grow it and reaching out to, you know, new groups and things yeah, and those, was fun. Positive feedback from those groups was was encouraging and um, kind of pushed us down a couple different paths. And so that's. Yeah. And I, I didn't even think to mention it, but it, I mean, we should is that there were a lot of people here internally at Indow, you know, reaching out to friends and family or groups in their neighborhood, just trying to like, hey, this is this new opportunity, you know, our volunteer coordinators, and then just hunters and anglers in general, whether it's social media and tagging people or whatever it was, trying to make sure that, you know, uh, their friends or, you know, groups that they work with or are associated with just had an idea like, hey, this is something that's new and cool. Um, take a look. And, and I do, I do want to get, I mean, we use the word free. It's not free. Someone's paying for the license. But the other thing is, is that it does take a little bit of work to go get online, get your account, find your social security number and get signed up for the license. Um, So I want, I want to kind of emphasize that, like, these are people who want to go fishing, like you're going out of your way 
to get a fishing license um, or maybe you're interested in hunting and you're looking forward to next year but um, there's definitely a sector of people who were who were looking to take advantage of it and wanted to get out there it's not just someone coming up and saying hey here's your free license exactly here you go go fish they had to look into it take that information and run um I do want to point out, so we mentioned it in the first half of the show that um, it is since closed. So what led to that? That's a good thing, right? That's what we really wanted. Yeah, it, the good news is it closed and it wasn't, nothing was broken. Everything was yeah. working. <laughs> we just got close-ish to running out of money and wanted to uh, make sure we didn't do that. We can't run over the number, but um, we'll be now making... A concerted effort to reach out to our conservation partners and others to to engage people and say hey we have this pilot program it works we're definitely we're definitely engaging new kids in these outdoor activities and we want to we want to um, ask for your support to keep it going this year and in subsequent years just because if we can kind of build I mean, this is the, the next generation. This is the, you know, the people you're passing everything off to. So anything we can do to support that and continue to grow it, I think, is a positive. And then another cool positive is you said someone that listened to the podcast last time made a donation. So I'm sure there's people listening now wondering how they could help. And that would also help open it back up once we have enough money. Is that right? That's when we could open it back up. Yeah, anyone who wants to um, can send us a check to the Nevada Youth License Fund here at the headquarters office in Reno. And uh, we have a special reserve account just for this, and that's all that it goes towards is the kids' fishing licenses. Once we have enough put back together, again, we feel like we can open it for a chunk of time, then that's what we'll be doing, and we'll let everybody know. Yeah, we're, we're, I think we're looking for anybody that wants to donate can donate, but... We're looking for some legacy type donations where th- we've proven that this this program is successful and kids are interested in going fishing. Um, and and yeah, we're I mean we're one big donor away from keeping this thing open for mm-hmm. a year, which would be really exciting to be able to offer that to to any youth that wants to go. Exactly, and I think it was. Um... I mean, we obviously want a donation to keep it open and going, but I think through all your stress, Bobby, I kept saying, if we run out, that's a good thing. Yeah, that is a good it paid thing. off and there's kids out there, almost 3,000 yeah, more and, kids. And the other cool part is, is it kind of opens the door for us to, to re-engage kids. And Kelly, you mentioned it earlier. It's you don't go fishing once and are hooked for life. And that happens for some people, but not necessarily everybody. And, and not everybody's going to fish for a lifetime. But the idea that we can offer things to these kids, send an email, hey, we have these learn to fish events, or we have a first catch event, or we have a, you know, introduction to shooting, or, I mean, we're going to have a lot of events and opportunities and, um, you know, family focused things that we can reach back out and say like, hey, if you enjoyed this, um, maybe this is for you too just in terms of you're kind of opening new doors to that. Right, and it kind of speaks to that point of that, you know, there were there were contacts that didn't even know that we had free fishing day, let alone that we have first catch events, um, learn to fish events, learn to hunt, learn to shoot, all these different things that, that the department offers, and we have educators spread out throughout the state that are teaching these classes anyway, and they're all free. All you have to do is show up, 
and register and show up. And uh, to get those into their inbox is going to be pretty exciting. I bet, you know, I, I would almost guarantee that we're going to see those, these free youth licenses coming to those events and learning more. And, and like you said, if they go fishing one time and they never do it again, that's okay. But if they go and they love it and they keep coming back, that's even better. Yeah, and you know, to your point, if you have a positive experience outside, like that's a win. Um, I mean, that's the kind of stuff. That's where it starts. I have more impactful memories from being a kid and being out and about um, than almost anything. So if you can give that, like if you can offer that to somebody, that you never know where that leads. I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm just not sure it's coming across in the podcast as good as it <laughs> no. can because I'm tired. That's what, well, we were all laughing because we were all like out of it, but it is such a exciting topic that I think we were able to snap out of our tiredness. Yep, that's for sure. And I'm, I'm excited to keep this thing going and uh, get, like I said, one more legacy donor and, and we'll open this thing back up and um, really appreciate everybody that's donated to the program. To, to give us this opportunity to to launch this and uh, yeah, excited for what's coming up next. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, Bob. I was just going to say, and anyone who shared the flyer or shared this opportunity with someone else or a group that took advantage of it, that's awesome because, um, you know, we're just trying to get the information in people's hands. And I mean, from there, it, it goes where, where they want to. But um, it was definitely fun i was telling somebody yesterday it took us 17 months 17 months from idea to today and that's pretty good that's really good to idea to launch and then only 36 days it was open yeah which is good and then like bobby said we're gonna make a bigger effort and to get the information out there and then once it's reopened we'll definitely be letting people know so keep an eye out thank you bobby anything else you want to say no, I'll just next time I come in for a podcast, I'll be all prepped on the coffee and be one hundred percent ready to roll. You're I feel good. like I need to You're apologize. Good. We for got that, important information no, out there. No, my big thing is just thanks to everybody who has supported the program um, and has uh, shared it with others because those those are kind of the two things that that matter to to make it all work. Exactly. And thank you for being here, and thank you everyone for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife. <laughs>